Um, that, that, the, the, we don't have the scope for that answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Do you know what? <laughs> Let's just use that. Welcome to the first episode of Scourge Divas. The much anticipated first episode of Scourge Divas, judging by our 152 followers when we've done absolutely nothing. We've done fuck all, and 152 <laughs> people have followed us on Twitter. 152 and... people are watching us do fuck all. Yeah, and yeah. Enjoying like, it. I, because I, they're I still can, there. I can only imagine that they they're just waiting for me to get drunk and answer questions <laughs> about what Panglacial Worm likes to have for dinner. I mean, we're, we're halfway there in this yeah. one. Yeah. But there's not. We're not going to talk about Panglacial Worm because I only do that as a marketing ploy. Exactly. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's for later. <laughs> Absolutely not. Under any other. I actually walked away from someone at the GP who asked me a question about Panglacial Worm. That's the correct response. It was my friend Zero, and he said to me about the judge booth, and he said to me, I have a judge question. And I was like, all right, okay, sure, that's fine. If I can't answer it, there's several other judges of varying levels. It's all good. So he, looked, he kind of said, he's like, right, okay. I have panglacial worm, and you know, like when you go into a train station and you see a group of pigeons and you throw something at them and they all fly away at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what happened with me, and I think everybody but one judge. <laughs> that was the best metaphor I can come up with. That's if what everyone, happened. everyone except that one judge had the correct response. Yeah, I think the question was eventually answered. For, well, for actual rules questions about Panglacial Worm, tune in next week when we, I feed Casey two bottles of wine and then we talk about rulings. It's going to be great. I'm, dre- I'm dreading it. Are you sure we're talking about rulings? I mean, I would imagine some people want to ask us about rulings. Okay. More fool them. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to get the right answer. Anyway, since this is the first episode, introduce yourself to the masses. The masses. The masses. All 152 people. All 150. If I don't get 152 hits on this on SoundCloud, I'm going to be personally hunting every single one of you down to find out who hasn't listened to it. That. Yes. Excellent. I'll, we'll we'll have knives. <laughs> okay. We'll be, we'll I wasn't going to we'll end violence, <laughs> but sure. One of us we, No, they'll they'll be they'll be like bread knives. But, bread no, knives not bread knives. Bread knives. <laughs> Butter knives, there'll be butter knives. We're it's alright because sandwich. we're going to kill you, but then after that we're going to go and mutilate a tiger loaf, so it's fine. <laughs> we're going to sit them down and make them a sandwich and make them listen to the podcast. Okay. That's what's going to happen. Okay, okay, good save. Okay. Good save. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are hanging up the phone right now having dialed 999. Okay, introduce so, yourself anyway. So I'm Casey. I'm a level two judge in Scotland, and <laughs> uh, I'm fucking hilarious i'm not I'm really not. <laughs> okay so i'm kirsty and i'm a level one judge from scotland the other side of scotland um and i also write things on the internet for various places and occasionally i show up in videos on the internet in various places you i don't do either s- of those things you may have, well no you don't that's not I, well, well, no, I don't. I, I'll have you know. I'll have you know. I've showed up on um, top eight videos of Grand Prix. Oh yeah, so you have. Yeah. Okay. Well, I even so, well, there you go. Made a big green blob appear on the screen. 
one time because I was doing the light totals and, and uh, fuck it. <laughs> so if you were watching that Grand Prix, now, yes. you, now you know who to blame. It's Grand Prix Barcelona 20-something. I don't know. That's... Quarterfinals. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was it down in the past 19 years. Yeah. Okay, cool. So basically, the story behind this is that um, at GP London last weekend, at time of recording, it was last weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. We were sitting in Costa outside of the event hall. I can't remember what we were doing. I think we were just like, we were playing Guess the Card based on the sort of reasonably lacking explanation or description. Yeah. And I went, you know what? We're really funny. We should do a podcast. And I thought I was going to have to work to convince Casey to do this podcast. And actually what happened was that she like whipped around a full 180 like an owl and looked me dead in the, looked me dead in the eye and went, yes, we should. So that was when that. Can that was that when, when can, can we, we do, do this? this? Podcast? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how that started. Basically because we'd spent the whole weekend just... Like, I don't even know how to describe what we did for the whole weekend. We basically just... Nothing that was in our brain didn't come out of our mouth. That's fairly accurate. And it was great. So we've decided we're going to do a podcast where we just talk absolute garbage about magic and are potentially funny. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, if you're expecting any sort of deep strategy or theoretical advice or... um, People, anybody taking themselves seriously. Yeah, any any sort of uh, deep talk about... Tactics. philosophy behind judging or Dude. tactics while you're playing I mean we probably could talk about philosophy behind judging we definitely we, can't, we, we definitely we, can't we, talk we, about tactics no 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 so, you're not going to get any of that what you're going to get is bullshit <laughs> pretty much at least advertising standards aren't going to come for us Casey what did you do today? Yes. I um I judged a Warped Spark Sealed event. What did you do last weekend? I judged multiple War of the Spark Sealed events. Okay, so given that I have not played any War of the Spark, apart from one draft in Arena, which I absolutely am not going to talk about because it, it was it was a, 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 an international disaster. What what was your record in your Arena draft? Um, I lost two ga- two two rounds and it was therefore out. That is exactly the same record that I also have in War of the Spark drafts in Arena. I have have judged more competitive rel tournaments of War of the Spark Limited than I have played matches of War of the Spark Limited. Okay, given that I haven't, I've I've done two matches of a draft and haven't judged anything. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna use you as the expert here. I've barely looked at War of the Spark cards. I it's dangerous some, to, to call me an expert. I but touched okay. some cards in London. Okay. And that was that's as far as my experience has gone. So, from a judge perspective, not a player, from a yep. judge perspective, what do you think? I think there are... So, the set itself seems fairly simple. There's, there's not that many new mechanics. In fact, there's barely any mechanics at all other than the evergreen ones. So you're looking at a mass and proliferate. 
proliferates not even new it's just reworked slightly mm-hmm. and the mass is dead easy so from from a mechanical point of view the set's kind of kind of simple um where 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 it gets interesting is there's a lot of really interesting interactions between the cards and the board states can get really complicated Mm-hmm. And even simple board states can get really interactive, so it's it's interesting. There's a lot of potential for for messing up. So the tournament I was judging today by the end of round one, I think I'd entered five penalties into the the event reporter, mm-hmm. and four of them were to do with Kazmina. And um, she's the, for the for the for the um, for the listeners who don't know, because I know, because I looked it up when you said that earlier. Yeah. What does Kazmina's static ability say? So Kazmina's static ability basically says, whenever your opponent targets your stuff, they have to pay two more for it. So it's like it's like it's kind of like that Thalia card. It's like a taxes thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like Thalia and and Dovin, who's also in the set and is also uncommon. And now I'm making sure in my head that Kazmina, yeah, Kazmina's uncommon and Dovin's uncommon, and Dovin does a very similar thing where Dovin makes your opponent's artifacts, instants, and sorceries cost one more. Yeah. Um. So there's there's two cards in the set at Uncommon that affect how much your opponent's stuff costs. Yeah. And by the end of the event, a full 50% of the penalties I'd put in were to do with one of those two cards. Part of that might just be people's unfamiliarity with... In fact, I think a lot of it's people's unfamiliarity with the set. Mm-hmm. Part of it might just be people... I don't know, being fucking morons, who knows. But, um... <laughs> okay... Wait to wait to endear yourself to the local player base. It's fine. They all know me. They know. They know. I don't mean it. They know. I don't mean it. Okay, it comes from a place I of mean love. It. <laughs> it comes because it comes from a place of love. Evidently, it does not. Um, but yeah. So there's 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 a lot of complicated interactions in the set. Uh, it's really interesting to watch. Like ninety percent of what we're doing, if we're on the floor judging at a tournament, is watching games of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, because the vast majority of the time you're just waiting for judge calls, and the the judge calls are the interesting bit. But you have to you have to find things to do between that. So you're yeah. watching games of Magic, and that's good because Magic's a really good game. It's really fun to watch. It's really interesting. And more of the spark, the board states themselves are really really interesting. Mm-hmm. I imagine it'd be even more interesting if I knew the cards better, but. Uh, are they interesting that, because there's so many planeswalkers, or is is it because like a mass is a thing, or? I think it's be- it's a combination of the fact that the, there's so many planeswalkers, so there tends to be more permanents on the board uh-huh. than than there are in a normal game. More non-creature permanents on the board than there are in a normal game, mm-hmm. um, and. The power level of the cards, even the commons and uncommons, the power levels just higher than we've seen recently. Yeah. Like that's... you, you look at things like, um, what's it called, Obnixilus's cruelty, mm-hmm. where Obnixilus is killing a pigeon or something, um, and like that's one of the best common removal spells we've had in the last 
five years. Which is surprising it's... given the way you've just described it. If you said to me there's a car with a Nexus killing a pigeon, I would be like, well, that's that's chaff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not what you expect to be one of the marquee cards of the set. Yeah. Is a card featuring a demon hunting down a pigeon and just wringing its neck because he <laughs> thinks it's funny. It's a question about is... panglacial worm. Exactly. Nobody will, a- nobody will answer it. Yeah, no one will answer his question about panglacial worm. So he's found this pigeon. He's just going to wring the pigeon's neck because <laughs> obviously Obnixilis thinks that thinks that's hilarious, and that's genuinely the flavour of the card. If you read the flavour text, he just thinks it's funny. Um, what dish? I know he's an absolute dish. Yeah. But but that card's really good. Yeah. And it's a common. I'm gonna look up what that does now because I, I don't remember. What does it do? I can tell you what it does. Okay, what does it, it do? It gives target creature minus five, minus five until end of turn. Uh-huh. And if that creature dies, you exile it instead. Ooh, so it kills uh, Phoenix. Yeah, and it costs three mana. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm really bad at rating cards and limited, and that I can, even I can see that's pretty good. So yeah. So at the GP, because you you judged the main event at the GP, were you main event? You said earlier you judged three um, sealed events. Are you counting yes. the flights as separate events? Yes. Right, so okay. I only judged I judged one flight at the GP, and I also judged part of the Mythic Championship qualifier on the Sunday. For oh the yes, sealed. of course that was sealed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So. When you were judging that, yeah, um, was it because I, I, I'm assuming that the people that weren't at the GP, the people that were at the GP, I'm assuming played some form of sealed. Maybe that's that's a bit of a generalisation, but I'm assuming that if they didn't play the flights, they played the MCQ. Yeah. And the people that weren't at the GP, um, I'm assuming that they played a pre-release at their wherever their local store was. Probably, yeah. So this sealed event, let's let's go on the basis that say, you know, 80% of the room at least, it's probably harder than that, 80% of the room played in a, have already played in a sealed event of the set. Yeah. So when you were judging in London, was it similar things coming up, judge call-wise, like the, the static abilities, or was there anything else that was coming up a lot? It was, it was similar things, mostly that most of the calls that were your something's gone wrong calls mm-hmm. were either missed triggers or people had forgotten static abilities Yeah. because especially with them being on planeswalkers people aren't used to these sort of abilities being on planeswalkers so they get forgotten because your your sort of role your mindset over the past however many years since planeswalkers get introduced is that they come down, they activate their ability, and then that's it. You, mm-hmm. you can ignore them until next turn unless you're going to attack them. Mm-hmm. So people kind of are, are used to putting planeswalkers out of their mind, and they yeah. forget that they're there. Yeah. So we've, we've, had, we've had static abilities on and triggered abilities on creatures for 25 years, and people still forget them. So yeah. it's, it's not surprising that people aren't used to those abilities on a card type that have never really had them before. Okay, so as a player, say you're doing a draft of War of the Spark, is there mm-hmm. anything in the set in terms of the interactions that are slightly non, maybe like non-intuitive or 
weird quirky rules or anything that people need to be aware of just with, so, specifically within cards to be set the, the most common things that have come up in the events I've judged um, have been Kazmina's transformation or transmutation Kazmina's transmutation which mm-hmm. is a, a blue aura enchantment that makes the enchanted creature a 1-1 one, one with no abilities yeah it um, has amazing flavour text it does. Hop it away does. now, little Eternal. We'll go eat some flies. I love Kazmina. I don't know anything about her, but I love her. It's basically Turn to Frog, right? Yeah, it's basically Turn to Frog. Okay. Um, but the the question is always how does this interact with God X or God Y? Mm-hmm. Because there's a there's a cycle of gods in this set. There's four God Eternals and one enormous fucking pig. <laughs> what deeply personal attack you're not the enormous fucking pig it's Ilharg the Razebore have you, have you seen Ilharg the Razebore I have touched, that sounds weird I have held the card of Ilharg the Razebore it's really have good you seen it in, have you seen it in foil no I haven't Right. you know you know that boar has a big green mohawk uh, no I'm right. going to look now, hang on yeah. Ilharg, is the mohawk shiny the mohawk shiny God, that's amazing. It's excellent. What's the nicest card you've seen? Oh my god, that is amazing. I didn't pick up on that when I looked at it the first time, but to be fair, the first time I looked at it was the, 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 the Saturday... No, the Friday of the GP, and I'd been horrendously ill the day before. So you I had, wasn't you had quite, been very ill. I was, I was, not, I was not fully in, in possession of all my faculties on the Friday, so I missed Ilharg's amazing baller green mohawk. That's really cool. Yeah. It's what's amazing the, in foil. What's the nicest card you've seen in foil so far? Is it Ilharg? The it nicest? Other? Yeah, like all the cards you've seen. No, like... it's it, it's Nicol Bolas. Oh, actually, that's a good point. So we'll we'll come back we'll come back to these interactions, but yeah. <laughs> we, have to talk about, we have to talk about foils for a second. We have to talk about foils and how pretty they are. Yeah. So on the Friday of the, the the Magic Fest, I was working on the prize wall. I spent I spent the morning. Um, sorting single cards for the prize wall. We didn't have any sealed product, but we had loads of singles. We had about 300 boxes worth of War of the Spark singles. But that means someone has to alphabetise those rares and mythic rares and, and foils so that, so that they can easily be found when people want, want them. And yeah. yeah, that someone was me. So um, I spent I spent the first 40 minutes on the prize wall alphabetising 300 boxes worth of rare and mythic rare foils. That sounds from... really satisfying, but also like super hellish. Yeah, yeah. Once once you get into it, once you get into it, you get into this nice flow state where you're just grabbing a pile of cards and sorting them into piles, and it's it's nice. And then you finish and you stand up straight and you realise what's a weird fucking angle you've been leaning over at for the past <laughs> forty minutes. And now your back hates you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it meant it was really weird because it meant by the by the time I was actually judging an event, I was intimately familiar with what every rare and mythic rare in the set did, but I didn't have a clue what any of the commons or uncommons did. And that sounds kind of half good, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's better than not knowing anything. But yeah, yeah by far, by far, um, Nicol Bolas, Dragon God in foil, is the nicest. 
Anyway, we'll go back to what were we talking about? We'll go back. We, to, we, were, we were talking about uh, card non, interactions. Non-intuitive card interactions, yeah. Yeah. So we were halfway through talking about uh, gods and Kazmina's transmutation. Yes. So Kazmina's transmutation is really. It doesn't look as though it's that desirable. I mean, it's reasonable blue removal. Blue doesn't ever really get amazing removal. So Kazmina's transmutation is pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically the only card in the set that deals with the gods. Mm-hmm. Because all of the gods have this ability that says when they die or would be exiled from the battlefield, you can put them into their owner's library, third from the top. So... You can you can counter them when they're cast, and that'll get rid of them permanently. That's yeah. fine. But if they hit the battlefield, it doesn't matter what you do. The only way that you're getting rid of that card permanently is with Kazmina's Transmutation. So awesome. Kazmina's Transmutation, what will happen is, uh, because of how those that ability works, it's a, it's a leaves the battlefield ability. Yeah. So it looks back to see how the card appeared on the battlefield to see mm-hmm. if it would trigger. Yeah. Um, and because when the card was on the battlefield and it was a frog, it didn't have that ability, Yeah. then it doesn't trigger. So yeah. if if you kill a god that has been turned turned into a frog by Kazmina, or you exile a god that has been turned into a frog by Kazmina, then it's going to stay wherever it was trying to go, whether yeah. that's the graveyard or the battlefield. Basically, if you kill it when it's a frog, it dies as a frog and not a god. Exactly, yeah. Awesome. So this is a section that I'm going to call Judge Corner, even though we spent most of the last section talking about judge stuff. This is specifically Judge Corner. And this week, we're going to talk about marked sleeves. Because that was some shit. Because that was some shit. It's topical. Uh, Yuya yeah. Watanabe was disqualified from the Mythic Championship in round 15? 16. 16. The last round. Just before the top 8. Yeah. For um, having his Tron lands marked in various ways. I, yeah, so a, it's, it's, a, disc- a disclaimer here. This, this is an ongoing investigation that's yeah. been investigated by the Player Investigation Committee yeah. and by Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Because you is part of the Magic Pro League. Yeah. So we're not going to speculate specifically on Yuya's on no. case. No, however, uh, a lot of the f- comments that I've been seeing off the back of that have been on one of two... Well, there's been, let's say, we'll say three camps. There's been people that are going, that's definitely cheating, uh, you know, blah, 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 that's 100%, that's a cheat, you know, eat the MPL. And then there's the camp that's like... Oh, you know, these sleeves, they, they get marked all the time, they split all the time, they do that, etc. And then there's the third camp, which is, I've seen a, not, not a huge amount, but a few people saying, well, that, you know, that's the kind of marks that you get of, I mean, the, the marks were, let's just, let's just run through what the marks were. The marks were, I can't remember exactly which was which, but there was one set that had like a fingernail mark in the corner. Yep. There was one set that had the top corner folded down. Um, and there was one set of that had these are all Tron lands. Was one set that had the bottom corner folded down, so they were mm-hmm. all two. Not so much the fingernail mark, but the the other two were ones that you could you could probably tell from looking at a deck on a table what where they were in in relation to the rest of the deck, and the fingernail ones you would be able to tell from the, it being the top card. Yeah. So a lot of people said, um, 
that looks like the sort of damage that you could expect from shuffling um, that concerns me because I don't want people to think I'm cheating if I shuffle my deck and the corners get bent or one of the corners splits and I don't realise it so I thought for our inaugural inaugural judge corner we'd talk about marked sleeves I don't think a lot of people realise how common that is a penalty to give out and I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people realise that it's not if you if your cards are marked marked cards does not equal disqualification from the event no far from it I would say that in I don't know how many events I've judged every event that I've judged without exception I've given it a warning for marked cards yep that's how common it is and it can be it doesn't just mean oh you know my sleeves are marked and I can tell what this is it can be um, your sideboard cards it's something I point out to a lot of people it's like your sideboard cards you shuffle them a lot less than your mainboard cards so the sleeves are generally better conditioned and therefore if you put your deck on the table you can sometimes pick out which ones are the sideboard cards because they're not as bashed or warped or anything like that mm-hmm. um, marked cards can be some of your cards are slightly further up in the sleeve than the other ones so you can see the white edge of the card at the top it can be if you've got pale coloured sleeves they're slightly dirty or they're marked in some other way it can be if you've got foils uh, they're bent a little bit and they show up um, I gave someone a, a marked cards penalty once because they'd used uh, they'd used the you know the ultra post smoke inners Yeah. they'd used them on their search for scanters which mm-hmm. is correct because it's a double face card. That's another thing you can get a marked cards penalty for is if you don't use a double like a double face token thing, um, and you have a double face card and it can sometimes shine through the sleeve at the back. So they'd used their ultra pro smoky inners uh, on their search for scanters and not on any of the other ones. You could see the white dot on the back of the card. Yeah, that white that white dot's a killer. Yeah, like the, the the white dot is generally. When, when we're looking for people who are running double-faced cards in the deck with sleeves yeah. rather than the checklist card, yeah. that, that white dot is is the telltale. Yeah. And the takeaway there is if you're going to run double-faced cards, either use the use the checklist or if you're running the, um, the actual double-faced cards in the deck, make sure your sleeves are translucent enough that you can't see any of the cards through them. It's generally not the double-faced cards that are going to be the ones that cause the problem. It's everything else in the deck. Yeah. And if you're going to use inners, like the inner sleeves to obscure that, which is a perfectly legit thing to do, because they're they're, they're designed for that. They're designed to obscure the back of the cards. Yeah, especially do, those smoke ones. Yeah, do that to all of them and not just the double face ones because that we we did give it a marked cards penalty for that. This kind of nicely segues into what I'm we're going to talk about next because it's it was literally these two double face cards and nothing else. So in that instance, it's like you have a you have a chat with the player and you say, you know, why why are you using specifically these inners on these cards and nothing else? And they say, well, they're double faced and I don't my sleeves are slightly see through. And they haven't realised that the white shines through because it is it is pretty faint. So you kind of have that talk with them, and then you go, okay, that's you know, there's no pattern there. It's just these two cards. That's fine. You get a warning or a game loss or whatever the, the penalty is. 
which segues in nicely to the, the difference, the one that's going to really get you if, if you're deliberately marking your cards, patterns. Yeah. Which I'm going to let you talk about as the L2. Presumably you've seen this before. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, again, a marked, marked cards with a pattern isn't necessarily going to get you disqualified. The, the disqualification is coming from the belief that the head judge has that it was your intent to deliberately mark cards in this way and you might think how the hell can you get a pattern in your marked cards and it not be deliberate let me answer that it's very easy so <laughs> let's say let's say you've built a brand new deck doesn't matter if it's sealed or if it's uh, constructed and you're writing out your deck list. You've written out your deck list, and to write out your deck list, you've got your deck all nice in order. You've got all your lands together. You've got your ten islands, seven mountains, because clearly you're playing as it. Why Obviously. would you play anything else? Obviously. 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 Um, and then all your creatures in your mana curve order, and and then the rest of your spells, whatever. And now it comes time to sleeve the deck. So you buy a new pack of sleeves because you don't want your sleeves to be marked. Mm-hmm. Buy a fresh pack of sleeves, take it out the pack and sleeve the deck. Now what you've done there is you've taken, you've got all your lands clumped together mm-hmm. and then you've got all your creatures clumped together and your spells, whatever, after that. If there's any manufacturing defect in those sleeves, yeah. so some of them are, are cut slightly longer or some of them are cut slightly less square than others, generally they're going to be together in the pack. Mm-hmm. So you might find that the first ten sleeves you take out of that pack are are all slightly longer than the rest, and it, it's it's unfortunate, but it happens. Manufacturing defects happen. Yeah. Um, and you've just sleeved your ten islands and sleeves that are slightly longer than the rest of your deck, um, which is a distinctive pattern. You've you've not done that deliberately. You've not done that to try and cheat, but you've ended up with a pattern. The same thing can happen, like you said before, with sideboard cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, sideboard cards get shuffled less than the rest of your deck, so they'll have less scuffing on them. So if you, let's say you're playing modern and you come up against a dredge opponent, so you sideboard in your four leyline of the void, those leyline sleeves are probably going to be less scuffed than the rest of your deck. That's marked cards with a pattern, yeah. because the only cards in the deck that are marked are these four sideboard cards that you want to draw in yeah. your opening hand um and again if if that comes up what's going to happen is we're going to we're going to talk to you we're going to ask about your uh your shuffling methods your sleeving methods how you sleeve the deck how you shuffle the deck when you change your sleeves and so on and so forth and it'll be a really boring conversation because 90 percent of investigations are and we'll probably come to the conclusion because you're probably not cheating most players I like to think aren't cheating uh, will probably come to the conclusion that this has happened in error. You'll get a, a penalty for marked cards with a pattern which uh, is is not going to be a warning sadly. It's, uh, it's going to get upgraded at this point and you're going to get a, a game loss yeah. but we'll fix it and at that point you'll move on. When it's, when it's getting to a disqualification this is where it's a bit of a Without wanting to to speculate on the disqualification that happened at the Mythic Championship, uh-huh. some of the information, the way it's gotten out there, 
has led to a bit of some of the chat becoming a bit derailed because mm -hmm. the penalty that Yuya was disqualified for wasn't marked cards. The penalty was cheating. The the cheating was in deliberately, allegedly marking cards. Mm -hmm. But the actual marked cards penalty itself, you're you're not going to get disqualified for having marked cards. You're getting disqualified for cheating. So how you stop yourself getting disqualified for having your cards marked is don't do it deliberately. It's 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 basically that simple. In general, tips for not getting cards marked because, like I said, I've I've given out warnings and game losses every single event that I've judged for marked cards. That's how common yep. it is. Uh, if you're going to sleeve your deck, try and get packs of sleeves that are in, you know, a full 60 of one pack. Because like Casey yep. said, sometimes they're longer or wider or slightly miscut. And sometimes um, it's even just different batches of sleeves have slightly different shading mm -hmm. that you might not be able to pick up on. But a judge who's been doing this for a while probably will. A lot of people have said, oh, what if I scuff up my sheet, like, through my uh, my sleeves while I'm shuffling and I get... It's like, well, you know, that's that's fair, but it's unlikely that you're going to get a pattern from shuffling like that. Yeah, you, the likelihood is in that case you'll get a warning. And yeah. warnings aren't really anything to worry about. No. The, the best thing you can do to avoid patterns on your sleeves to protect yourself from patterns and therefore protect yourself from getting a game loss because you, you don't want to worry about getting a warning that shit happens. Um, game oh, losses obviously that, have that a... Yeah. Game losses obviously have a much bigger impact in your tournament but you can mitigate that by before you sleeve your deck shuffle the deck and then shuffle the sleeves. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's awkward it feels funny because you've got this big massive like floppy stuff in your hands that you're trying to shuffle but yeah, shuffle the sleeves before you start sleeving with them. It'll break up any patterns from manufacturing defects from the sleeves coming out of the pack. And by shuffling the deck before you sleeve it, you're breaking up that all my lands are together, so they're all going to get sleeved together pattern. And that way you can mitigate it. Uh, the other thing to, that you can do is when you're playing practice games, this is less important for within a tournament, but if you're playing practice games with sleeves that you're later going to be using in the tournament when you're shuffling, you shuffle your sideboard in and yeah. then take it out and shuffle some more and yeah. that way you'll, you'll get some some scuff marks some similar markings onto the sleeves from your sideboard swap them around during the course of the event, like swap the sleeves around from, from different cards into and out of your sideboard and just try and balance the markings on your sleeves because it's it's not going to prevent you getting a warning for marked cards but it might prevent that from getting upgraded to a game loss Casey yes can I interest you in a rager a rager? A what rager. sort of rager? Uh, well uh, what sort of rager would you like? can I interest you in a tibble rager? <laughs> you can always interest me in a Tybalt's Rager. That's, so, that's good to know. So Tybalt's Rager is the bit where we pick a topic and then we just absolutely annihilate it, basically. It's the angry bit. Yeah. The angry bit. So what, the what, angry bit. What are we angry about this week? I mean, what were we angry about this week? Well, let's let's get a little bit of background. Okay. You did a video recently with Channel Fireball. I did. I did do a video recently with Channel Fireball. 
Um, if you haven't seen it, it's on their Facebook page. Don't read the comments. Uh, I did a video because I've been giving out the I'll Go With You badges at the GP. And I'll Go With You is a trans ally movement that started in the US when they brought in the HB, is it HB2? Yeah, that Bathroom sounds right. Bill. Uh, no, I think it was in North Carolina. And they brought in this thing, this this bill that basically said you have to use the bathroom that matches your the, the sex that you were born as, which kind of screws everyone in the trans and non-binary community. So the I'll Go With You movement is basically a badge that you wear and it shows that people can ask you to sort of back them up if they need to go to the bathroom or anyone else that's gendered and just, you know, be there for them if they need any support and make sure that they're not going to get any verbal abuse or harassment or anything. So I thought, this is, you know, great. Let's let's bring it to let's bring it to GPs. Accidentally went from let's have one badge to everybody wanting a badge, buying them in bulk, uh, giving them out to judges and players to the point where I brought 900 to London. Yep. So that was fun. So Channel yeah. 5 all picked up on this uh, and they said, well, let's talk about it on video. Which I thought was going to be like a little sort of compilation thing about things going on at the GP and actually turned into be a video in its own right, which was pretty cool. Yeah. What a specific... Because so, that sounds great. Like, we're not angry about that. That's amazing. We're not angry about that at all. No, we no, love, one, love, one, love one Channel thing, Fireball. Love Channel Fireball. One thing you mentioned there was don't read the comments. Yeah. Now, now I have read the comments. So have I. <laughs> and holy fuck. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about these comments? Okay, okay. Right, let's talk about the comments. Because I don't know if people are just trolling or being willfully ignorant. So, but holy fuck! I think, I think. That, so I think that I, I turn notifications on because I wanted to see what people are saying. Because I was expecting, um, I was expecting abuse at me yeah. mostly. I was expecting some awful comments because it's the internet. And this has come up before. I've talked to people about this before, and I've had awful comments. So I was expecting them, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn them on because I I don't care if you know Michael from Pennsylvania and his thirteen Facebook friends uh, want to come on and call me a dog. Go off, Michael. Good for you. So I, I I turned them on, and they all kind of popped up. And there's three sort of categories of of comments on on this video. The first one is people that are like, this is a great idea, you know, this is amazing, this is you know this this is my friends feel much better going to these events, which is what we want. That's the yeah, point. that's like, the point. Those. Those those comments. I'm not going to say those comment comments aren't important because yeah. those comments are really important. They're yeah. possibly the most important ones. Yeah. But for now, they're not important. Yeah. Because they're lovely comments. Yeah. We're not interested in those. We're not mad. At, we're not mad at you. We love you. No. You're excellent. We're not this. You you you. We're not going to tibble's rage at you. No. So the second one, um, is people that are, you know, the ones that the edgy boys. And I'm saying edgy boys, not to be sexist. But, but they're mostly boys. It's mostly boys. Um, and they are commenting things like, oh, I can't believe these people can't go to the bathroom by themselves, lol, 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 lol. And it's like, well, you know, that's those are the people that are sort of willfully missing the point. I don't know if they're yeah. willfully missing the point or if they're just dense. It really could go either way. It, but... it could go either way. But <laughs> let me let me just clarify something for them. Okay. If, if, if they're for some reason listening. I don't know why they would be. <laughs> this this seems like it's probably their worst nightmare. But, <laughs> it's like, but I'm going to clarify we, something we for them anyway. Yeah. I, I don't need any help to go to the toilet. <laughs> I don't need 
any help to to go and have a piss. I don't need someone to come and watch me pee. I'll, I'll come back to watch me pee in a bit. But I, I'm like. If, like, if people are into having people watch them pee in the com- comfort of their own homes or into watching other people pee in the comfort of their own homes, that's fine. I don't have, <laughs> you, you do you. Whatever you want to do in your own home, fine. But see, when I'm in public at a Grand Prix, all I want to do, if I need a piss, is go and have a piss. And uh, yeah, I don't like, want to be hassled while I'm doing it. That's the point. That's the fucking point of these badges. Is it's not that I'm not capable of doing a pee without someone <laughs> holding my hand. <laughs> fucking it's hell! Like, it's like I don't. I, I, I don't know if there's just this sort of when I say I, you go with them to the the bathroom. Yeah. People just must parse that as I need. To, I need to, you to stand really close to someone while they're urinating. Yeah, I don't of... want you to come out of the fucking cubicle <laughs> with me. I'm gonna be like just no one needs with... to see that. <laughs> no one just stand and peer over your shoulder. Yeah. Like that's I don't know if that if, if if they're just being obtuse or if this is genuinely an assumption that people have made. It's like no, I, I mean I I'm I will go anywhere with anyone if they want support because that you know that's the whole point of the badges. But I I will draw the line actually standing in the cubicle for you while you empty your internals that is the line that I will draw I don't think anyone I don't I think, think anyone I think is... that's a perfectly reasonable line to draw <laughs> I don't even like watching people I know pee like I don't want to stand and you know look, inspect the contents of a stranger's bladder <laughs> <laughs> that's not why I go to Grand Prix no I'm, no. not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like hold up a Julux colour chart and commentate on the colour of your urine. I'll stand outside by the sink and go on Twitter. That's that's totally fair. that's the point. That's the point. So yeah. if these people are listening, which we've insulted them and slagged them off, so they're probably not. They're probably on, you know, my Twitter telling me they're gonna report me to the regional coordinator for the UK, Ireland and South Africa. Again. Again. Um Maybe we'll get another thread on free magic. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, that's if you're listening and that's what you think, that's that's not the point. I, I'm not I'm not giving these badges out so that you can follow people into the bathroom and watch them pee. That would be weird. And yeah. it's not the point. So anyway, that that's the second category of people. The people that that just take have no ability to look at sentences and take them any other way than completely literally. The third category is the worst one, and I think most of these comments got deleted, although I saw them because they um, they popped up in my notifications. Mm-hmm. It's the people that are just completely transphobic in general, and they were awful comments. Like they were really bad. Yeah. And that also, they, they were like, oh well, they were really really horrible about the the whole thing about the badges, about you know trans people, about me, and I don't care, but. Um, they, they were just going off about these these badges, and they were so angry about it, and they were so awful. And it's 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 kind of ironic in a way because they've just completely proven the point of why the badges are there. And I think exactly. The, the official um, I'll go with you page because uh, I tagged them in. I think I tagged them in the post that I share when I shared it. Mm-hmm. Um, they came on the comments, and they were kind of bless them, um, really super polite to these awful people. Um, and 
they were kind of commenting things in the same vein. It's like, well, can't you see just from looking at these comments why these are important? Because there was like yeah. there was like some some dude who basically said, oh, if I you know if if I see a trans person going into the women's bathroom and my girlfriend's in it, I'm going to beat them up and stuff like that. Just like awful shit. And it's like that's you're just proving the point entirely. Like you're getting so angry about this, and yeah. all, all it's doing is just reinforcing the fact that we have them. Yeah. Like again, I don't think these people are listening, but on the off chance that you are, <laughs> you are why we need these badges. Yeah, exactly. You absolute shit nuggets. <laughs> exactly. It's like I don't, I don't. It's like I don't understand why people go in the comments and they're like, "This is stupid," and it's like, okay, do you, do you feel better now? Yeah. For typing that, somebody actually. Um, in the, in the this, comments. this is stupid. Well, it's not fucking for you, is it? <laughs> exactly. It's like, great. Thanks. Thanks for your input. Somebody actually put in the comments. I didn't reply to any of them, I don't think. I maybe replied to a couple that weren't weren't awful. They were just, I think somebody had said, oh, this has been a thing for a while. And I kind of piped up and said, I know. Um, um, and there was somebody had just put, like, look at me, exclamation mark. And I, like, copied and pasted it maybe, like, eight yeah. or nine times, implying that I was you know, flaunting my virtue signalling for attention. And I really wanted to comment on that one and just be like, it's obviously working. (laughs) 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 I had to to work really hard not to, but I thought it's like, I don't... And so many people have come up to me and said, this is, you know, this is great. Thank you for doing this. A bunch of people have come up and said, oh, my friend or partner or someone in my local community or whatever is, is much happier coming to these events now because they feel better yeah. because they know that there's it's so the thing the thing about it is it's not just about bathrooms and um Aaron Campbell on the Magic Mike's cast made this point much more eloquently than I did because I had severe stage I'd been horribly ill the day before I did this interview and I had terrible stage fright and I um kind of just blithered my way through it. So Aaron made a much better point than I did. It's it's not just about bathrooms. Like that's where you originate from. Yeah. And it's kind of what I intended when I first introduced it because I was like, well, you know, it's there if people want to offer. But because it's now that it's grown so much bigger, in the magic community at least, it's more about a sort of visible display of people that are just there for you. Like in general if you want to Erin like said, if you if it's somebody that you're not used to, to being at a GP and you want to mm-hmm. you know just have somebody to talk to or something to kind of point you in the right direction of stuff, then you've got somebody that's gonna be um you can be comfortable with because they're not gonna be horrible to you basically. You've yeah. got someone that you can kind of hang with, you've got someone that you can, you know, say hi to if you see them and it's more just about that visibility than anything else, which is why I, I, I kind of explain this a lot to people because a lot of like cis men will come up to me at the GP and be like, oh, I don't think anyone's going to ask me, but I'll take one. And it's like, well, you know, even if nobody does, yeah, the more people that are wearing them, first of all, the more people are likely to be like, okay, I will, I'll wear one, which is good. And the more people that are wearing one in general, it's just seeing... So many people have come up to me and said, it's just seeing the sea of badges in this hall. The judges are all wearing them. I think Channel Fireball staff are wearing them in London. Yeah. Um, I think I had Wiggy, one of the judges at the Mythic Championship, at least had one on. Uh, Mark Rosewater took one, I believe. It's just, it's just, uh, it's a visible multitude of people that are there if you need something or if you ha- someone's bothering you, 
or if you're uncomfortable with anything. It's that that's the sort of the bathroom thing has almost become, in magic at least, a sort of secondary aim. Yeah. Because I know people have used it for that. Because somebody, I think, in one of the previous GPs used it. But mm-hmm. more than anything else at this stage, it is it is just a, a sort of movement in its own right in magic of being an ally and making it more welcoming and making trans and non-binary people feel better. Which is why I'm so pissed off that these people are in the comments undoing that. Yeah. And the thing is, see, see if you're not interested. See, like, if you, if you, if you don't support being an ally to trans people and non-binary people, I mean, first of all, fuck you. But that's, I mean, that's, that's your choice. That's mm-hmm. entirely up to you. But other people wearing these badges has absolutely no impact on your life, on your ability to go to a magic tournament, on your ability to have fun at a magic tournament. It does. It has absolutely no fucking effect on you whatsoever and yet you have taken the time to go out of your way make a comment on a facebook video reply to a tweet start a fucking thread on reddit (laughs) yeah i mean to be fair having seen the state of reddit sometimes that that's kind of par for the course right Uh, sure but still the the thing the 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 funniest thing is that a lot of the comments said oh keep politics out of the game. It's like, no. Keep people that don't want people to be happy in the community out of the game. Aye, totally. Yeah. Gatekeep that shit. Casey? Yes? Do you want to play a game? <laughs> You've got me worried now. <laughs> I hear that you have are you going to Are you going to chain me up in a bathroom? Um, do I have to watch you pee? No. Is that... Is the... Okay. <laughs> no, I, I hear. I hear you have a, a fun game for us to play. I do have a fun game for you. Okay, t- tell me about the game. So this game's called Shite or Delight. Okay, I like it already. So what we're gonna do is I've got a I've got a list of things, and they're mostly magic related. Okay. Some some of them some of them are slightly less magic related than others, but they're mostly magic. Okay, mostly that's that's we can we can hope. What's the least we can hope for? I'm going to fire through this list. Okay. And without any context or preamble or explanation at all, uh-huh. I want you to tell me if you think this thing is shite <laughs> or if it delights you. <laughs> okay. So you quick, brace. Rapid fire, quick, quick fire, shite or delight. Yeah. See, when okay. I say shite or delight, now that I just, I'm picturing the like angel delight. It is really good. It's really so good. I've had it for years. Uh, all right. My game face is on. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, okay let's, I'm let's start. rapid. La- rapid fire, go. Right, the London Mulligan. Good, delight. The Neoform deck in Modern. Shite. Angel Delight. Delight. Getting extra time for deck construction on release weekend. Uh, delight. Preview GPs like GP London was. Shite. GPs with four day ones like GP London. <laughs> Shite. Magic Fest Pluses. Uh, delight. Dark dying. Uh, shite. Dark dying off camera. <laughs> even shiter. Dark dying off camera and not even getting a card in <laughs> War of the Spark. Ultimate shite. Dark. Uh, delight. Howard the Dark. Howard the Dark. Howard the Dark. It's like Howard the Duck, but he's also the greatest thief in the multiverse. I don't know who Howard the Duck is. Well, you're a lost cause. <laughs> okay, well, just, delight. Just say shite and we'll move on. Well, I like ducks, delight. Okay. Answering questions about panglacial warp. Shite. 
Kazmina and Dovin's static abilities in competitive rules enforcement tournaments. Shite. Japanese art, alternate art planeswalkers. I'm going to say Delight because a lot of people like them, but I don't personally. Delight, we'll go that. The changes in Proliferate. Uh, Delight. Ralzarex voice lines in Magic Arena. Uh, I haven't heard them, but by your tone I'm going to say shite. <laughs> birds in tournament halls. <laughs> Total Delight, more birds in tournament halls. 10 out of 10. War of the Spark Mythic Edition. Uh, shite. Askgarza.com getting updated. Delight! Nissa Cosplays, Kazmina Cosplay. Delight. Master of Magic's Abby's Judith Cosplay. Oh, such a delight. Pleasant Kenobi's Love of Greg's. Shite. Absolute shite. Is that a word <laughs> bigger than absolute? Comprehens- Probably. Comprehensive shite. Maria Bartoldi's hair at the Mythic Championship. A comprehensive delight. Everything about Maria Bartoldi at the Mythic Championship. <laughs> Total delight. Especially because she was so nice to me and I was such a total dork. Thank you, internet people, for listening to our inaugural episode. Hopefully the next one, now that we've got the hang of it, will be less uh, disjointed sounding. Fingers crossed. I think we did okay. We did okay. There'll be less swearing in the next one as well. (laughs) We'll, we'll try. We'll, we'll try, try our best. <laughs> we'll try. Although to I be can't like, promise anything. But oh yeah, we'll we'll try to keep it PG thirteen. Yeah. This was this was a this was a good um, test test run for the rest of it. Did you? I think it was a. I feel like it was a good introduction to um, Scottish magic people in general. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> did you have yeah. Did you have fun? I did have fun. Excellent. Did awesome. you have fun? So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> If people want to find you on social media, where would they do so? They can find me on Twitter at PurpleSnap. I'm also on Instagram at PurpleSnap. I'm on Tumblr at PurpleSnap. I don't really post on Tumblr, though. Okay. Uh, Well, people can just stalk you in there if they want, I guess. I am on Twitter at HeyWorstArtist. I'm also on Instagram at HeyWorstArtist. You can also follow our official Twitter account at Scourge Divas. I think we have something like 155 followers, maybe 156? We, we do. We're closing in on 160. So we've smashed our target of 150, and now next week uh, we have to get wine drunk and answer your questions about Pinglacial Worm. We do. Which Casey's delighted about. Uh, I'm absolutely thrilled. So However, I do, have, I do have an extra challenge. Okay. That okay, if we get 250... Twitter followers. Okay. At some point in the future, we'll do another episode where we get wine drunk, and this time we'll answer questions on Shahrazad. Oh no. Oh yes. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh yes. Oh god, you can answer questions on Shahrazad. I've cast Shahrazad. I've forked Shahrazad. You're, a, you're, a, you, you. Oh you. Me. Oh, <laughs> oh you. Oh you. All right. Okay. Sure. That's fine. If we get to 250 followers, we'll get wine drunk and do a, a question and answer session on Shahrazad. Um, in the meantime, if you want to send us questions to answer about Pinglacial Worm, and I mean, like, they can be rules questions, they can be uh, ridiculous, what kind of car does Pinglacial Worm drive questions, they can be questions about lore. Does Pinglacial Worm have any lore? Uh, I, I mean, if it doesn't, we'll make some up. That's fine, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. do that. So if you want to send us, us some questions to 
answer after we've had a bottle of Pinot Grigio each. Um, you can send them to us on Twitter or you can email us at scourge.divas at gmail.com and we will pick them all up, make them into a list, uh, go through them with as much seriousness and straight-facedness as they deserve. As much as we can muster after of, a bottle of wine each. Of that, you can be assured. Yes. So look forward to that coming uh, coming to you after next weekend sometime. Oh, 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 oh,